From now on, our troubles will be out of sight. Well, hello and welcome to the Fremont Podcast with Seth and Nerva Ready. This is Stephen Robles. It's the day after Thanksgiving as we record right now. A lot of extra weight put on yesterday, bro. <laughs> Don't even talk about it. There was no turkey left. It was all gone. Yeah, it didn't stand a chance this year. We had two of them. <laughs> we had two. It didn't stand a chance. We're recording on Friday, and we're not talking about turkey today. Just sorry. I was trying to make a pun. <laughs> I, I aborted at the last second because I was like, I'm not going to. That's not good. Oh, not, my god. That's not good. That's hilarious. No, we're talking about Chick-fil-A again today, <laughs> not turkey. But before we do... We do want to thank our sponsor one more time, you know, Impact 360. All year, they've been a faithful sponsor to Fremont, and so we want to thank them, of course. And we always want to encourage you, you know, we have people ask, where do we jump in with apologetics or where should we start? And we still believe that Impact 360 is a great place to start for all ages. They have the online courses that you can watch from home with your family, with high school students, college students, and just for yourselves. And so check out impact360.org. And you can use the promo code FREEMIND to get $25 off when you buy one of those online courses. So again, thank you to Impact360 for sponsoring us all year. And again, we encourage you. It's a great resource. Check it out. Yep. So, you know, this this topic has been talked to death the past two weeks. <laughs> and so I hesitate. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Well, I'm just going to say this episode got some pretty good numbers for not, you know, sometimes we have special guests that share the show right. okay. and, you know, we get bumps in numbers, but this one had solid numbers, I think just from the subject matter. Right. I, I think people kind of sure. really wanted to know what was going on with for Chick-fil-A sure. in general. Yeah, no, I think you're right. You know, cause it is an important issue. I, many people called this a, a watershed uh, event mm-hmm. um, for our culture right now. And some people downplay and kind of shrug it off. But anyways, it obviously kind of struck with our listeners because like you said it was a it was a good week but yeah. you know our, our hope is to not have to touch it again after this week we want to try to cover right. it we uh we hit it pretty hard last week and then we actually threw on a little extra debate uh on, patreon, right. it is for, on patreon for our patreon supporters by the way thank you guys so much um up to i think 11 on there so yeah 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 man really appreciate you guys jumping in but uh nerva came alive and uh she she defended uh <laughs> she's giving you a look already <laughs> it's your tone right now. Though. It's my tone right no, now. So, yeah. So after we got done with the podcast, she she apparently has some stuff she she wanted to get off her chest. That's so right. we put it back in the red, and she uh, that's right. I said, she turn came, that recording back on. That's right. Said, turn turn that recording back on. She came at us, and uh, uh, she got served. No, I'm just kidding. But um, Look at you. but Patreon supporters, you know, if you don't support us on Patreon. We do try to do some bonus episodes pretty frequently, and now there's a backlog. Mm-hmm. You get access to all those episodes if you support us. $5, $10, whatever you can do. Get access to those in future yeah. Patreon episodes. And, or, and a lot of times we have extra questions with guests. and That's you right. Know, sometimes yeah. even complete interviews we don't get to put on the main, main right. thing. Mm-hmm. They're too... Uh, spicy. Spicy. Spirited. Explicit. <laughs> the label's explicit by it. It's, it's, right. it's carrying that heat, you know, not just that that's average right. listener can't handle that. It might get blocked on that Apple podcast. So we got to right. put it on that Patreon. That's so, right. A hidden feed. But yeah, so this week, you know, we we ended last week and said, so here's the deal where it's still a bit ambiguous. It's a little bit unclear. It looked more plausible that a cave-in had in fact happened. Right. And we gave, you know, a couple implications. If that's the case, this kind of follows from that. But we were leaving it open-ended because there were still um, items coming in. Um, unfortunately, the good news we were hoping to share with you today mm. 
which would be, yes, you know, we were mistaken. Chick-fil-A did not cave and, and here's X, Y, Z. Um, that evidence is still yet hopefully to come (laughs) while the evidence that they have caves has continued to actually pile on and and some more clarity has come and the picture is getting clearer um unfortunately for us in the wrong direction um and so we we wanted to kind of like just give you guys that that follow-up and and still praying and hoping that that'll turn around the future but actually the day we recorded the podcast a couple of these Mm. articles kind of popped up after that and that's always unfortunate because you have to wait a whole week to comment on something that just, you know, happened right after you record. But do you guys remember where we, like, what was the, you know, we talked about a scale and kind of stacking stuff on, on both sides, like an old school scale. What was some of the things that weighed in favor of the, the hypothesis that Chick-fil-A had caved in? Do you remember kind of the walkthrough of that? I think the BizNow article touched on a bunch of articles, including the relevant magazine one, and it still came down to that BizNow interview yeah. with Tesapolos yeah. was the really the only firsthand information about their motivations. Very good, yeah. The, the biggest thing in favor of them not caving was the Franklin Graham yep. words, which we'll probably talk about yep. now. That interview was kind of really the only firsthand source. And again, looking at that, it was skewing towards they're changing their policies to hopefully, they don't want their future stores to be blocked where they're trying to expand, like in the UK right. and Canada. Right. That's what it appears to be. Yeah. And I think that's kind of where we ended up last week. Yeah, I think you're right. So it really did, in essence, come down to that article. And then we had we talked about some secondary evidence, like the right. Salvation Army's response that they had right. diverted funds. That's where Nerva tried to take us to task on the Patreon and say, well, it doesn't mean that. And we said she's right, technically, that by itself it wouldn't, but it looks right. cumulatively like it favored you know, that, that side. And uh, I'm just throwing you under the bus today, babe. I, I see you how so you're much. doing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it because holding my peace. You know, Dennis Prager right. said he doesn't care if people disagree with right. him, but yeah. clarity is the goal. And True. I think even in that conversation, we were clarifying, like, what are we looking for? We're not right. talking about proof in the mathematical sense sure. or even in the scientific sense, but we're talking about a scale and what is kind of where's the evidence leading, uh, you know, leading at this point. And I think we all did agree that certainly from all the data we had. It was leaning in the direction there was a cave in. We we didn't know what to do quite with the Franklin Graham thing. Right. Although it, it, I was holding out on hope that there was yeah. a big piece of information that we didn't know right. that hadn't come in yet right. that would clarify a lot. But and that's what I was thinking too. Don't trust the hope. <laughs> it is forsaken these lands. Um, hope only in God. You know what I'm saying? That's I just right. felt it was too soon, too early. Let let yeah. the dust settle a little bit, but. For That's sure. what I was. And then with Franklin Graham, he's been such a voice against activism for right. him to put his. He's not a like Millie that. Mouth uh, right. Casper Miltos. So I was like, let's see what's going on here. Let's see, right. you know, they're friends and they had a good talk. Let's just see what's happening. But here we are. No, we, and that's what we it. thought. And, you know, we did have an, we kind of surmised or, or made like an educated guess. It, it sounds like maybe isn't informed or hasn't done his homework. Right. I think that's where we left it off. Mm-hmm. And, right. So it turns out this week we're finding out more information that actually supports that notion. But before we jump into that, I want to start with the actual article. I think it came out, if I'm not mistaken, last Friday. The so 22nd. It, yeah, Correct. 22nd, right? Yeah. And I did, we didn't see it by the time we did our recording, but it's um, it's um, it was put out, this one, by CBNnews.com, and it's called Let's Take a Closer Look at the Pro-LGBT Group Chick-fil-A Will Now Be Funding. And it was a guy named Matt Staver, and it says Matt Staver responds to Franklin Graham. Matt Staver is an attorney and founder of Liberty Council. He's done a lot of work, um, what shall we say, lawyering? <laughs> He's been Loitering. he's been a lawyer in brother. <laughs> no, he's, okay. he's, 
He's been a <laughs> he's been an attorney that's done like handled some high level cases. He's okay. very involved with this stuff. Super, you know, just informed, involved, all that kind of stuff. But right. I actually didn't know that there was a a video interview till just a minute ago. I was just aware of the written article, but you began to play um, where they actually interviewed him. So I, right. let's uh, can we just go ahead and play that for the listeners? Well, our next guest, attorney and founder of Liberty Council, Matt Stafer, disagrees. He joins us now. Matt, thanks for being with us. Thank you. Good to be with you. Well, Matt, you know, it's interesting. Chick-fil-A's corporate purpose, they say, is to, quote, glorify God by being a faithful steward of all that is entrusted to us and to have a positive influence on all who come into contact with Chick-fil-A. You think Chick-fil-A made a big mistake. Why? Well, I think they clearly caved, and I highly respect Franklin Graham. He is a great individual, great spokesperson, but I think he made a premature decision based upon information that was not correct from Dan Cathy, and I think he'll come out and correct it because the information, the evidence is now overwhelming. Chick-fil-A has changed. Back in 2012, Dan Cathy said that marriage is between a man and a woman. In 2014, he said he regretted making that statement. That's when they began this whole process of change, and that's when they defunded Paul Anderson Youth Home because it was labeled, uh, wrongly so, anti-LGBT. The only reason they kept funding Chick-fil-A or began funding or continued to fund uh, Salvation Army and Fellowship of Christian Athletes is because they had a longer-term giving commitment. But then this year, the president, Tim Tosopoulos, gave an exclusive interview with BizNow specifically setting the record and the agenda. Chick-fil-A will not fund Salvation Army anymore, even though they meet two of their three giving categories uh, in terms of homelessness and feeding individuals, nor will they fund FCA. And why? Because they want to set a message as to who they are because they're moving into more markets that are ultimately uh, more difficult for them to get in because of this false label. And so they hold up as an exhibit. This is what we're going to fund, Covenant House International. And when you go to Covenant House International, this is an unbelievably pro-radical LGBTQ organization. It sponsors and participates in the New York City Gay Pride. It actually requires some individuals in some of their houses to wear buttons that identify their personal preferred pronoun. This is a radical LGBT organization, and Chick-fil-A has intentionally chosen, despite overwhelming information, to fund this and holds this up as an example. That is a serious change in the Chick-fil-A mission and message. It is wrong. It needs to reverse itself. And frankly, it has betrayed the Christian public and thrown all of us under the bus that believe that marriage is the union of a man and a woman. You know, as Christians, we always uh, appreciate it, even though sometimes we wanted a Chick-fil-A sandwich on Sunday. We were like, good for them. They're closed. It, Matt, is this a bottom line issue? Did After Dan Cathy came out and said in, back in 2012, um, you know, marriage is between a man and a woman, did they see revenues go down? Is that what this is about? No, in fact, they saw revenues go up. Governor Mike Huckabee launched the uh, Chick-fil-A Day, August 1, 2012, and it was their biggest day in the history of Chick-fil-A at that time. Governor Huckabee now says that he regrets doing that in light of what Chick-fil-A has done. The problem is Chick-fil-A didn't need additional business. They got support from the Christian community, and they went into other markets, and people who are not Christians obviously support the food chain. 
They have expanded rapidly. They want to expand into Canada. They've hired a very radical pro-LGBT lobbying organization to get them into 15 new uh, places in Canada. And that's really what's happening. They have ultimately brought on to their board people like Tim Tosopoulos, other people on their foundation board who are very strong pro-abortion advocates. And that has changed the complex of the company and the trajectory of the company. These are intentional decisions, and the decisions are to say save its corporate skin, unfortunately, I hate to say that, mm. and to expand its corporate footprint. And in doing so, it has been counseled and it has assembled people in high-level positions that say, we need to change who we are and we need to start actively funding the LGBTQ agenda. And that's unfortunately what Chick-fil-A has been doing. Matt, uh, real quick, what would you like to see Chick-fil-A do at this point? Well, first of all, I think that Dan Cathay needs to take control of the company. They need to remove and fire some people because it's going in the wrong direction. Secondly, they need to reaffirm marriage as the union of a man and a woman. Thirdly, they need to reinstate funding of good Christian organizations despite the LGBT protests. And fourthly, they need to stop funding these LGBTQ radical organizations. They need to get back on track where they were in 2012. It's encouraging that he followed kind of the similar train of thought that we had taken right. last week, so maybe we should do some lawyering too there, brother. <laughs> Drop this whole podcast going to lawyering. Some new information there is we didn't know that Chick-fil-A has hired LGBT lobbying organizations to help them get into Canada. That's a piece of new information right. for me. Had a feeling that the Tosopoulos, we saw him, that he was on the board of the Boy Scouts. Apparently now... Right, which if, if if you're not aware, the Boy Scouts have taken a similar trajectory many years ago. They started uh, kind of caving in, walking back on the field to LGBTQ activists and right. where they eventually, I think they're, are they just called the Scouts now? But basically they have, um, you know, taken a huge hit many years because uh, they have pretty much gotten, they, they may even be affirming now, but they've, you know, step by step walked into that kind of progressive chain unfortunately and like you said he's on that on that board as well here's maybe the myth that many christians including myself had in their mind like i i envisioned chick-fil-a this whole time like this david out in the field just like slinging these stones like killing these goliaths and i thought it all of a sudden they gave up and bowed i didn't realize until this week looking back that this is actually the end of a long progression on their right. part in a pattern that actually began, like he said, after 2012. Right. And at, at the other interesting piece of information where he said that Mr. Kathy in 2014 said he regretted. He regretted making that statement. I, I, I want to know more about that because that, man, that doesn't sound like what I think he would say, maybe there's more context. I, I, I want to put a mark or a pin in that one and look that up and, and find out what's going on there. But, but I did also see in a couple other articles that what he said was true. They stopped funding the Paul Anderson youth home in 2014, but they couldn't stop the Salvation Army and FCA because they were right. under contract. So that that's an interesting. And there's a difference between regretting the timing of saying something. Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. There, there's probably more. There's probably more to that the idea of it, but maybe the timing and going forth and taking that particular interview at that time because it created so much havoc. Yes. So maybe I'll give him that. I, you know? and, and I and I definitely think here I'm going to give Dan the benefit of the doubt just because what I've known of him historically and what we've experienced in person, I think there's probably going to be more to that statement than that. So we'll come back to that. Because we do know he prays 
before going public about things. You know, we've been told by friends who know him closely that he's a man of prayer. He's a man of just seeking the wisdom of God and wanting to really represent well yeah. the kingdom. So for sure, I'm I think put that out there that to say he regrets saying that marriage is between a man and a woman. I don't think he regrets. Yeah, I don't think he's moved away it. from that yeah, position, sure. and I don't think he regrets yeah. like saying that. It, it may be because yeah, there's, there's a time be something to post, to and there's for a time sure, to withhold sure. and to wait for the right timing, and you know. So I want to what I want to do in this conversation today is not make a hard and fast distinction, but but just a slight epistemic distinction, like sure. like between Dan Cathy and the board at Chick Fil A, because I still right. feel like there's there's reason to give the benefit of the doubt mm. for Dan, and we'll, we'll come back to that. But it's become a more and more clear based on right. the board members' associations, their views, and and here is an interesting one as well. So this other article came out actually on Friday as well, November twenty second, and it's um it was front page magazine this is one that michael brown posted and he said this this warrants further investigation and the title is uh chick-fil-a put an obama and hillary supporter in charge but dump christians what they're referring to here is i think we mentioned last time a guy by the name of rodney bowler did we talk about him i don't think we, no i think episode? so well so so Tim Tisopoulos is the president. Rodney Bullard is actually the executive director of the Chick-fil-A Foundation. Okay. So he's okay. the guy over the donations, the donations yeah. and everything. Okay. And um, Rodney actually was a former White House fellow and assistant U.S. attorney, US attorney and he worked in um, the Bush White House. Okay. So people, you know, they, I think they initially probably thought, oh, he, you know, he's probably conservative, so that fits that, that narrative of, of Chick-fil-A, you know, kind of being conservative Christians, this whole deal. But yeah, so it, it it turns out that Bullard had actually contributed to Obama's um, presidential campaign, and then he also contributed, I think, a thousand dollars personally to Hillary Clinton's donation in 2016. Right. And the writer of this article said, you know, if conservatives had paid closer attention to the Chick Fil A's foundation leadership, Bullard's hmm. one thousand donation, one thousand dollar donation to Hillary Clinton in 2016 would have provided a warning of what was coming. It says Bullard went into a business insider interview earlier this year. And one of the quotes from that interview, Bullard says that the Chick-fil-A Foundation has a higher calling than any political or cultural war. Mm -hmm, I read that. So it seems that he, the executive director of the Chick-fil-A Foundation, is not interested in a cultural war. Right, for sure. And But I think it's telling that, you know, and interesting that he would have um, donated to both of those campaigns because, right. and again, there's there's more involved always with basically promoting a particular politician, right. but they were so attached to the progressive agenda, especially LGBTQ activism, right. that it you know it, it it definitely gives more context to what's going on here. And then the other part, there was another article that came out. Um, the other part of this that was interesting that this writer points out, who was this writer? Uh, Greenfield, Daniel Greenfield. As he said, uh, like many corporations, Chick-fil-A branded its charitable giving as a form of social responsibility. So, you know, they at one point, I believe they were they would just do charity. And that's but but there's a totally different when you move it like um, mm. into the words corporate responsibility. Typically, right. it means it's going to these check boxes of um, kind of typically leftist organizations or progressive organizations. Mm. And it's kind of the buzzword of that. It doesn't necessarily have to be. But when this is what he says here. Um, 
Unlike charity, corporate social responsibility is a leftist endeavor to transform corporations into the political arms of radical causes. Like other formerly conservative corporations, Chick-fil-A had made the fundamental error of adopting the language and the infrastructure of its leftist peers, and that made what happened entirely inevitable. Mm. So I think the the PR side of corporate responsibility is that this is a PR thing. Like right. you do this uh, and you, you market your company through it. But underneath that, it's like you, if you're going to use this name, you're going to do this, you're going to have to go according to all the organizations we want you to donate. So you're kind of like, you know, you're signing up to that mainstream label. You're a pop singer, mm, 16 yeah. years old and thinking they're not going to make me dress sexy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, right. in other words, like, like, no, like in, sure. in two years, you'll either have to leave the label or they're going to have you wearing a, you know, a two piece on the album cover is just the way it is. Mm. And that's, that seems to be what, what's happening with this um, corporate social responsibility thing. It's, mm. it's inherently attached to these leftist organizations. Okay. And so to adopt that language and that infrastructure is going to lead you to be held to that. Right. Thus negating the higher calling than any political and culture war. You've just entered it. Yes. By giving, even yep. though your mission statement says right. otherwise. Anyway. Calling. No, for sure. And I think that's a good point. Mm-hmm. And so at that point, actually, like, so, so this is what I'm saying earlier on, they had already started giving okay, yeah. to organizations that were, so, so Covenant House isn't the first one that they're right. giving to. It was just, it was just the fact that they had still three organizations that were considered hate groups under that contract, they, that yeah. then they were, came under fire, even though they had all these other organizations that were actually in many ways progressive and leftist. That's what I'm saying. It kind of explodes the myth that this whole time they've been, Mm. because it it hasn't been really like that at all. It's been a a series and history of capitulation since 2012. Mm. And that's clear from the giving records now. This is the really interesting part that, came out later this week and this is from uh, November 27th this is an article um, by the Federalist and uh, written by Tristan Justin Justice Tristan Justice and he says uh, the title is Chick-fil-A donated to anti-Christian Southern Poverty Law Center now this is really interesting it's the the SPLC which I believe historically used to do some good work, but you know they ran out of good work to do apparently because now they're basically hunting down Christian organizations and and trying to take them out. And they, they do more than that. But um, remember when we talked last week about the web certain organizations and websites yes. that have uh, lists of hate groups. Hate group, and stuff. Right. So the SPLC is actually one of the main hmm. sites that has that, and you can go to their. Um, website and you can look up they have an interactive map all over the u.s oh, wow. of, of so-called hate groups and what's wild about it you look at the picture and i don't know if you can go there um real quick steven but if you uh so you see on the website there do you see the picture like they have a picture of people with the swastika and the confederate flag and you know they look like taylor swift's video of uh relax or whatever so this hate map includes uh like anti yeah that's the that's the picture there. <laughs> wow. They they present it and it really is like neo-Nazi group like for real white supremacy groups right. will be listed right next to James Kennedy and family r- Christian research and focus on the family. Like they're all listed together. Christian affiliation, I mean corporations are next to these Nazi. Yeah, yeah. And like they're looked at like literally the, the same. same, like yeah, interesting. And it's so the SPLC is on their hate map FAQs, 
The first question is, what is a hate group? This is how they define a hate group. Okay, please. Based on its official statements or principles, the statements of its leaders or its activities, has beliefs or practices that attack or malign an entire class of people, typically for their immutable characteristics. Immutable. Yeah. Characteristics. Okay, sorry, go ahead. So, I mean, that's basically their... Yeah, that's their, their criteria or criterion. Yeah. Which is hilarious. Right. <laughs> because how many organizations will attack or malign Christian right organizations oh. or people right it's just one of those yeah yeah, yeah. And, and of course things. they would say because that's religion it's not immutable and part of the part of the trick in the sleight of hand in that of course is like christopher yuan we interviewed him on homosexuality he said one of the, the one of the lies of culture is that homosexual or homosexuality that is who you are not right. how you are mm-hmm. and so that becomes according to them an immutable characteristic that that's actually part of your identity like ra- race um, or, well, they used to say male or femaleness. Now that's not a thing right. either. That's a, just a construct. But so that's why they list these Christian groups as hate groups right alongside of neo-Nazis and uh, terrorist pockets. So I want you to imagine it from their perspective, because they really believe this stuff, like Southern Poverty Law Center, they're out there actively pursuing these Christian groups, trying to tear them down, because they really believe, like literally, that we are like the KKK. So I want you to imagine your favorite restaurant and they, or your, your favorite store and they, let's say they even donate to all these organizations you love, but let's say that two of their donations go to the KKK and to radical Islamic terrorists, which wouldn't obviously be combined in any, but, but just imagine like they were literally funding the KKK. How would you feel about that organization? Oh, that would. Break my heart. Right. Yeah. So you would you would say I'm not gonna support like we we need to so that's how they that's how they see them when they fund when they're funding Salvation Army and FCA. Mm, like they're literally yeah. funding the KKK. You have to understand the mindset, the the skewed, yeah. distorted mindset that's going on in our culture to to get behind this. So that's why they were putting so much pressure and having those like kicking them out of the airport and yeah. not letting them be to the UK. Now go to the board scene. You got people on there, Rodney Bullard, who's donating to the Obama Hillary campaign. The yeah, thing keeping them is is this, you know, being being tied and looked at like the KKK. That's an easy thing. Just get out of donating to them, sure. right? And so the interesting thing was though. So the Southern Poverty Law Center, the guy that came in and shot up. I don't know if you saw the story, but there there was a guy that came in. I, I want to say it was 2012, 2013. But he came into the Family Research Council building in the D.C. area and was planning on shooting everybody there. And he brought a bag of Chick-fil-A sandwiches yeah. he was going to stuff in their mouth as a sign Smear all over the, yeah, because, um, because of the people. So he found, I think he found Chick-fil-A on SPLC's. So the quote from the shooter says, yeah. Southern Poverty Law Center lists anti-gay groups. I found them online, meaning he found the Family Research Council. And his plan was to, quote, kill as many as possible and smear the Chick-fil-A sandwiches in the victims' faces and kill the guard, end quote. Right. So he found that on the SPLC. So fast forward to 2017, Chick-fil-A is actually donating to the SPLC $2,500. Now, this one came out this week. Right. And we're going to come back to this because this was this was a big deal for a lot of people. Even brother Ryan Baumberger got in on the action, Ooh. wrote a scathing <laughs> review of that. It got picked up by Christian Post today, actually, I saw. So all that has been 
coming out. Now right. let's go back and address the Franklin Graham thing. Cause that's still, that's still been a question mark. Like how did, how did he miss this? What was happening? So there was another article came out and I retweeted it. Um, and this one was by the RNHA. It's the Republican National Hispanic Assembly. The writer of this article says, I reached out to Reverend Graham, who very graciously granted me an interview to share with him our findings and ask for his thoughts on what appears to be an ignored subject of contention in the National Chick-fil-A debate. And he goes on to say, uh, Reverend Graham shared with me that Dan Cathy made it clear to him that they have not bowed down to anyone's demands, et cetera, et cetera. And he says, I re- this is the article writer quoting Franklin Graham says, quote, I really think those organizations are doing great work in their local communities and are worthy of the foundation's support, end quote. Following that statement, the writer of the article states, I asked Reverend Graham if he was aware that Chick-fil-A had made a substantial 2020 financial commitment to Covenant House International, an LGBTQ affirming organization. Reverend Graham responded with an exhortation to love and serve everyone, regardless of their race, ethnicity, and sexual preference. I asked Reverend Graham if he was walking back prior statements he's made against Christian support of LGBTQ affirming organizations. I cited numerous sections of Covenant, um, Covenant House International's website that confirm the organization does more than serve LGBTQ youth facing homelessness in the Americas, which is something that is commendable as we should serve anyone in need. However, CHI affirms the LGBTQ lifestyles and also has supported numerous LGBTQ pride events. CHI has also partnered with True Color United, an LGBTQ rights organization that provided CHI with system-wide sensitivity training for its leaders and staffers. The article continues, Reverend Graham was sincerely caught off guard when presented with this new information. When asked whether or not he was aware of this contribution before publishing Thursday's post, he said he was not. When asked if evangelicals and businesses like Chick-fil-A, who profess to embrace biblical truth, should be financing LGBTQ affirming institutions that take their clients to pride events, the Reverend firmly responded no. Reverend Graham was sincere and gracious throughout our entire conversation. His post was authored, authored in good faith based on the information he was given by Dan Cathy. I asked Reverend Graham if he would walk back his post after learning about the controversial financial commitments to CHI. Reverend Graham requested that I provide his team with all the citations we have included in this story for further review, and we have done so. Yeah. So it looks like Franklin Graham was unaware yeah. of all the background information. Mm-hmm. And so one of the tweets that happened in response when he put that out last week, I think I mentioned this on the episode, but somebody was like immediately like, bro, you need to do your homework. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, but, you know, I think I think this interview was telling like exactly that he just wasn't he wasn't informed of all these things. Now, it will be interesting to see where does this go? Right. Because I, I, and I hope that I, I would. I know they sent the stuff to him and I hope he gets a chance to look at it and dig into it now here. So, so here's the thing, like people were saying, you know, some people were trying to make the claim initially that Franklin Graham's being paid off, but people that knew him were like, no, 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 that's not Franklin. And they were coming to his benefit, coming to his um, defense. That's, that's kind of what I want to try to do right now for Dan (laughs) is, you know, I I think the only way I can see like make sense of this right now from what I know about Dan is that 
just like Franklin was uninformed, maybe Dan is uninformed about what's going on um, with this movement and, and how they have strategically done this. I don't know the details of that yet. I know the guy goes on to actually say, so where is Chick-fil-A's in this same article? He says, where is Dan Cathy? We don't know. An interview and comment requests were submitted to Chick-fil-A's media team via phone, email, and their media room web form. Chick-fil-A has not acknowledged or responded to our requests as of publishing this article. We will certainly update this article with any statement we receive from Chick-fil-A. Now I know he probably gets a ton of those. And so there's no telling if he'll do that. But my hope is that Franklin will call him again and really, really lay out like everything he's learning. And they end it here. They say, was Reverend Graham misled by Mr. Kathy? I don't think so. Was Mr. Kathy led astray by rogue staff members who have given him ill-conceived advice? It's a possibility. Right. It's not too late for Chick-fil-A to address the matter publicly. We extend an invitation to Mr. Dan Kathy to set the record straight. And I think that's basically where everybody's landing that knows him is like, hey, yeah. here's the information. I don't know if they've led you astray or what's going on, but can sure. you just set the record straight? And that, and that other guy goes, <laughs> uh, the the lawyer attorney right. uh, went as far to say he needs to get in there and basically fire some people, reorganize the right. board and, and then hire part of the army to protect the stores for the rest you know, to come. <laughs> <laughs> because can you imagine the activism that will, will unleash as a result, <laughs> not only set people in place to advise for war, Put physical persons at store. I'm just kidding. I'm being silly. But yeah, I can't imagine, you know, they're already protesting, boycotting, shutting down stores. Can you imagine a reversal of board members and a a clear Christian stance henceforth? Oh, but I mean, they will need support like never before. Yeah. That the 2012 boycott, we will have to triple that. They we'll are have to off the charts. In listen, stock and listen hire the nation diet. of Islam, whomever. I'm just saying. <laughs> she went deep on that. I'm one. saying like I've seen. I've, when I read these articles of the, you know, and that's the thing. I'm saying like we when we did our Drew Brees um, podcast, the average person doesn't have time to really understand or research or hear about or be advised about the activism and the cultural war we're really in. But they got like when I have Breaking conver- Bad. Listen, <laughs> Breaking when bad. I think about... <laughs> Wait, is this podcast from 2015? Hey, Sorry. I, just, know, I had to read it back, bro. If it doesn't affect you personally, you're like, what's the point? What's going on? Who cares? Right. Anyway, that's just my stance. So the, about no, Dan right. Cathy, yes. About Dan Cathy specifically, I looked up, there's this article. So this is a Time Magazine article talking about how Dan Cathy spoke to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. This is from 2014 when okay. supposedly Dan Cathy said he regretted that statement. Yeah. And so this is a quote from Dan Cathy in that vein of regretting the statement. He never says he specifically regrets the statement. Okay. He says that he regrets basically that people would feel unwelcome at his stores because of a statement. Uh, he regrets yeah. that. That makes sense. But the quote that he does say here, and this is Dan Cathy being quoted, quote, the bottom line is we have a responsibility here to keep the whole of the organization in mind. And it has to take precedence over the personal expression and opinion on social issues, mm. end quote. And that's from Dan Cathy. Interesting. The whole of the organization in mind. That is actually not a terrible point. It's not. Um, and you can understand it, but I think that does open the door completely to a board that doesn't agree with his position. Sure. And yeah. I think um, 
again, I don't know. Technically, I don't think it's a mistake what he said. I don't think Chick-fil-A has fundamentally changed their um, views, their mission statement. And, they, and they're not considering themselves like an affirming organization. Yet at the same time, both things can be true, that they haven't done that, yet they have capitulated and caved in right. to activism in order to further the business. And I think both of those things are true right now. And I right. think Dan, like in that statement, like you said, that wasn't – He's. I don't think he's moved away from a biblical position. But I right. think um, from that statement, it sounds like um, he might be open – to Chick-fil-A going a different direction than he would go personally. Right. And I feel like there's also a difference between Chick-fil-A holding a traditional family conference where he has like Nancy Piercy and Christopher Yuan speak at it. Like right. it'd be different if Chick-fil-A, like I feel like that would be genuinely entering the cultural war. Yeah. And I yeah. feel like what LGBT activists are trying to put on Chick-fil-A is that by donating to Salvation Army, that they are in the culture war. And I guess that makes them in it. But I think there's a distinction. Like Dan Cathy, I think, can still say that. Like, yes, the business can still take precedence over personal expressions and opinions. Right. But I don't think supporting Salvation Army means that like Chick-fil-A's business model is to promote traditional family values. Like yeah. we have focus on the family for that. We have family research council for that. Right. And so I I don't think it has to be an either or. Like either we support LGBT friendly organizations or we're fully in the culture war for traditional marriage. Like, Well, it's the activism that's defining the terms. Right, right. It's like right. you can take a, a neutral stance and say, I love and serve and protect all groups, but they are declaring and decreeing that you support right. them. Therefore, you are in the culture war. We declare that you are a hate group. And that's the part they're going to have to, as they move forward, understand that they're saying to us, we are accepting their terms. It looks like we are accepting their terms. Yes, I agree. The LGBT activists are naming the terms. Then if they're in the culture war anyway, this means they are taking a stance in the culture war opposite of seemingly the beliefs that Dan Cathy has held. Right. Up to it this looks point. that way. And that that For is sure. that is the nub of the issue. That's and and is there a is there a neutral place right now in this dialogue, especially right. given the infrastructure of switching May. over to the corporate responsibility <laughs> model? Right. And the problem is what that guy originally said, if you switch to that model, it inevitably, inevitably follows that you will be making a statement um, and you, there is no neutral ground. And so Chick-fil-A, in essence, like Dan could still hold his view and, and say, you know, Chick-fil-A's, they've got a different thing going on. That's fair. Right. But the thing going on is what people are mad about like it is there's right, no way to right. get out of it like they are capitulating if they are they probably i mean it's just to be honest like you you would just need to say hey as an organization we're not taking a view on morality anymore and we're capitulating to these groups that make us donate so we can expand which is what tim originally said <laughs> right right. That was in the <laughs> but it made the christians right. back because we thought we thought they weren't doing that like we didn't know right. We thought all these years they've been standing strong in the face of the bully. Right. And we'll let you plant these stores as long as you agree in the future to affirm everything we stand for. That's well, what it's focused. looking like. Oh, if right. I were to project, because yeah, the guys already have written articles responding, okay, we'll see. We'll really see. This is a start. Right. And I think the, the rub is if Chick-fil-A wants to make that pivot and just yeah. be like Burger King, McDonald's, yes. Popeyes, sure. make the pivot, state it, Make it plain. Yeah. You know what hey, I mean? But on Chick-fil-A's website, which was in the interview that we 
played earlier, the news anchor said it, but if you go to Chick-fil-A.com and you click the Who We Are page, mm-hmm. right. on that page, it states their corporate purpose. And their corporate purpose stated on their website is to glorify God by being a faithful steward of what is entrusted to us okay. and have a positive influence on all who come into contact with Chick-fil-A. On their website, they're talking about glorifying God and sure. being a faithful steward. Sure. If they want to change that, then just change it. But you know, and see, that's where it's fuzzy. You, you love and serve and help all groups. Shucks, that you, you glorify God. I mean, it, that's vague enough to say, you know, we, we don't discriminate. We love all people. Well, see, that's, that's glorifying yeah, it, God. But until, until, again, until you open up a branch of corporate responsibility and you're funding the SPLC. Like, that's where, that's where it gets tricky because they're not going to let you just fund, yeah. you know. Uh, the, Focus on the family. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no for sure. But, for but sure, yeah. not even that, that. You're not funding, like, the guy who owns a lawn mowing business down the street. Like, they are telling you, like, when you look right. at the people they're funding, most of them are going to have that leftist activist arm. Okay. Yeah. And so that's what's actually going on. And you get, like, a Covenant House situation where they're promoting the – and that's what the guy was pressing Franklin on. Are yeah. you okay with – businesses sure. that are set I out hate. for the glory of God funding Woo. these organizations that are pushing an agenda that's at the very heart of what's crushing families. And we'll come back come yeah, back yeah. to that I in a minute. So again, let like to get out of the mess of the weeds, the, yeah. the, the question was, are they capitulating? I think it's clear that that's happening. Right. The second question is, does Dan know about it? We're not sure. Maybe in his mind, he's making a distinction between his personal views and corporate views. Or maybe he's just so far out of the loop of what goes on a day-to-day board thing that they're kind of selling him that, oh, here's the restructuring. We're not doing it for that purpose, but we're just right. doing it to clarify, do these three issues, simplify. I don't know. There's still an open-ended question there. But the the next, the next issue was, well, what follows from it? Mm. So... The implications, we're going back to the SPLC donation. So just, I think this article in townhall.com that came out, I believe, yeah, just after midnight last night. Right. This was on Friday, November 29th. Yep. And it says, Family Research Council calls for boycott of Chick-fil-A. Oh, my. That escalated quickly, brother. Yikes. Yep. And so I don't know if you want to read any of that, Stephen. Family Research Council President Tony Perkins told the Todd Starnes radio show he was stunned by all this news. A lot of the news that we've been discussing, quote, Tony Perkins says it's time for Christians to find a fast food alternative to Chick-fil-A, end quote. Quote, Perkins says tax reports have now been exposed Chick-fil-A for funding the anti-Christian Southern Poverty Law Center, an organization linked in federal court to domestic terrorism after the smear campaign of Christian organizations resulted in a shooting in which the gunman planned to smear Chick-fil-A sandwiches in the faces of his victims, end quote. The article goes on. Perkins then revealed a shocking revelation about what happened in the aftermath of the 2012 attack. Quote, Dan Cathy nor anyone with Chick-fil-A inquired about the well-being of Mr. Johnson or any of the FRC team members but they made a donation to the SPLC, which was linked in federal court to this act of domestic terrorism, Perkins says. Chick-fil-A has seriously lost their way, end quote. Chick-fil-A recently made national headlines by ending its charitable giving to the Fellowship of Christian Athletes and the Salvation Army. Both organizations have been labeled as hate groups because of their position on traditional marriage. Quote, not only has Chick-fil-A abandoned donations to Christian groups, including the Salvation Army, it has donated to one of the most extreme anti-Christian groups in America, Perkins told me. Anyone who opposes the SPLC, including many Protestants, Catholics, Jews, Muslims, and traditional conservatives, is slandered and slapped with the extremist label, or even worse, their hate group designation, 
End quote. The article goes on over the years, millions of Christians mobilized to fight for Chick-fil-A. They defended the company from a militant mob of LGBT activists and their supporters in the mainstream media and the Democrat Party. The Family Research Council was one of Chick-fil-A's most vocal defenders. So you can imagine their surprise when they discovered the company they've been fighting for all these years had been quietly giving money to anti-Christian group that wanted to destroy Family Research Council. Mr. Cathy has an obligation to come forward and set the record straight for the millions of people who supported his family's company. While he's at it, perhaps he could pick up a telephone and call Mr. Johnson, a man who nearly lost his life in the culture war. It's a decent thing to do. But until that happens, I just cannot go in good conscience spend a single penny at a fast food restaurant that supports anti-Christian organizations like the Southern Poverty Law Center. Farewell, Chick-fil-A. And that's the end of the article. Man. I'll be praying for Dan Cathy for sure in the future. For sure. I mean, the weight. It's a tough, it's a, that position, man. To whom much is given. Right. said that earlier, Stephen. This is like like, the Spider-Man quote, with great power comes great responsibility. And it's like. That's that old school Spider-Man. That's that old school (laughs) Spider-Man quote, man. (laughs) Sorry, it's not funny. I just, wow, reading that, I said, you know, it takes a village. And I, and I pray, too, after this, if, say, Dan Cathy comes forward, makes a statement, makes everything clear, that we can surround him with support. Yeah. At least prayer. Because, you know, we, we forget that an organization as big as Chick-fil-A represents a lot of people. Yeah. A team, right. managers, branches all over the country. And yeah. so it's a vast, I mean, big representation of people and not all of them think the same you know so here we are but you have one head and he has to be the spokesperson for the entire organization or make the decisions that affect maybe i you know i don't even know what kind of authority ultimately i mean yeah you're right you never know that has but i know he's kind of the figurehead you know oh gosh interview from matt stavers he seems to imply that dan kathy still has the power to fire true true you're right members and make company direction changing decisions okay so it would seem that he still has that authority yeah oh wow nervous just showing me a uh post she pulled up it said hobby lobby president will never cave to the liberal mob faith and family above fortune uh some title so we'll have to look at that in future Man, it's it's rocking a hard place, man, for sure. And I think yeah. what's coming out is just showing us it, it hasn't been what we thought it was. But this right. this final piece just kind of shifted our mind. But man, what do you guys think? The boycott, right? I, I probably prefer a petition <laughs> myself. <laughs> I I do love Dan Cathy and all that he represents. I'm just disappointed in the decisions of the men under him, for yeah. sure. I, yeah, I think just to. I think the lack of clarity is what's most disappointing too. Like if, if again, Dan Cathy is truly wanting to pivot the Chick-fil-A organization to do something different and maybe have different methods of reaching the world for Christ, you know, whether that's right. you know, the film studio thing or whether that's other initiatives, like fine. Yeah, yeah. But he, like Dan Cathy himself, aside from the hearsay through Franklin Graham's phone call, yeah. Dan Cathy's been silent. Yeah. And so I think that's the important thing that he just come forward and be clear. Mm. Again, if he's clear with what Chick-fil-A is going forward, I don't think we need to boycott it, just like we don't boycott McDonald's or Burger King or whatever. And you know, I'm not the first one to run out there when the activists are shutting the store down. You know what I mean? (laughs) Here I am going to boycott. I'm like, okay, let me just calm that down. But I get it. It's like, you know, you're you're disappointed. And, And sometimes in the past, a boycott has been very effective. Yeah, so I want to just 
I want to touch that real quick and move on because we're running out of town. Okay. Uh, running out of time. But there's a there's a podcast recommendation. We're not gonna be able to play it because we don't okay. have time. But um, we'll we'll try to link it in the notes. But if you can't find it, there's sometimes the URLs are weird with that. But you can go to the podcast P O L D C A S T with Douglas Wilson, episode 100. He talks it's for about maybe 12 to 15 minutes on boycotts. It's really I thought it was a I don't know just a great monologue because one of the things he points out he says you know basically is is christians if you were to boycott every organization that's immoral you would never be able to to pretty well you'd re- you'd basically be amish for sure yeah <laughs> but um what he says is you know and, and he even points out in the apostle paul you know eating food that was sacrificed to idols like that literally happened they had to still you know buy food from the market he said basically don't ask you know but if you do find out and you're conscious if, if you're free to do it, you know, you don't have a conscious problem with it. It's fine. But if you, you know, don't cause your weaker brother to stumble, all that kind of stuff. But in essence, they could receive this food from from the whatever it was, um, even if it was. And he he kind of talks about a current scenario like imagine you go Burger King and, you know, they cook in their meat or whatever you whatever that substance is on the grill. <laughs> meat products. And, and, uh, you know, they Ish. they offer it to some, you know, some mm-hmm. God, a prayer or something. You know, even that case, like, we have modern versions of that, of course, in our culture. And that's like stuff like this, right? Like LGBTQ uh, activism yeah. or stuff. Okay. But it doesn't necessarily preclude us from going to Target or going to Starbucks, even though they hate Christians. Now, he basically said it's not a moral imperative to not um, give your money okay. to organizations that go against... Um, biblical principles or Christian organizations. However, he said, uh, he also says boycotts have, you know, are more often used by the left to kind of pressure people into stuff, but they have been effective and used for good purposes. And he references Martin Luther King. I think he references him or somebody else does Mm. and how the boycotts are actually used for Christian purposes to a good effect oftentimes. And he says, so what separates it? When is a boycott effective? When is it good? And he says a boycott can be effective when the pressure put on an organization can actually impact for change, when it can make the organization shift okay. in some way. And so he says you're also not committed for the sake of consistency to boycott every organization that engages in that activity. So, for instance, he says if there's I'm in a little town and I'm at a gas station, they start s- selling pornography right at the front of the counter. And we draw it. We say, hey, the town, we're going to boycott this. We don't like that being where kids can see it. We're not going to get gas there until you guys change it. Mm-hmm. He says, if I'm driving two hours away from L.A. to L.A. or something and I need gas and I go into a gas station and they have pornography on the front, it's not inconsistent of me to get gas there right. because it's not a moral imperative. I'm boycotting in the first case to get a change made mm-hmm. that I can actually affect. That doesn't right. mean I have to do it in every case. Okay. So in other words, it's not inconsistent consistent of Tony Perkins to call a boycott of Chick-fil-A and not call it of Popeye's, even though they support the same organizations because it's not a moral universal principle. Mm. It's, it's a, it's a tactic and a method to put Mm. pressure for change. So that's where he clarifies. I think that's a helpful clarification because Mike Huckabee actually, he was railing on Chick-fil-A, but he said he didn't want to personally call a boycott. He doesn't like boycotts. And I actually personally don't love them in general. I think they can be useful. 
Um, in this case, I'm going to do the, the weak anemic thing of like, um, I'm, pilot it? yeah, I'm, I'm going to punch this pile, but wash my hands at this joint. But I think I actually, if Douglas Wilson's right, Tony Perkins might possibly be doing the right thing here because mm. I think it could, mm. um, yeah, affect change. a change, yeah. at least the conversation, right. at least the clarity. And I think it's fair. Now, for me personally, I haven't eaten at Chick-fil-A <laughs> since this stuff started. I'm not saying I'm not going to, so don't hold me to that because that spicy chicken uh, just calls out to me sometimes. But I did, swing by, fries, I did swing by that old Popeye's the other day ah. instead. And for me, honestly, it was just more like until it's cleared, cleared up, I just didn't feel like I was like, man, I just don't feel like I can do it right now. Mm-hmm. So I'm not, I'm, I'm not necessarily joining the boycott, but I do personally feel like it's hard. For, it's just hard for me to go right now while this is happening. Yeah. Cause uh, you know, I feel like they, they, they hurt me. Like, you know, that girl that breaks up with you and you, you ain't, <laughs> I don't have to you worry wanna, about you that You want to continue anymore. this analogy? Bro? Nervous give me crazy eyes over here. I have not said a word. Carry you haven't on. said a word, but you know, <laughs> but you know, it's just, so, so I'm going to give it some time. We'll sure. see. I'm, I'm praying though. I, I really am praying that Franklin Graham looks into this, that he talks to Dan, that it's clarified and man, I do think you're right though, Nerva. Like, if they were to make a change at this point and go back to like 2012, oh, forget it. It's gonna be not saying that it's not worth it and it's not worthy. Right. I'm just saying we are all chanting for them to do something. I don't know that we are aware of what that might bring. The ramifications. You know of what that. I'm saying? Be that as it may, it would be good if they kind of shifted things. But let me, you know, would you speak to? Say, for instance, because I'm as I'm thinking about all this, you know, it's it's big or as small as you make it in a sense, as far as your faith, your hope, you know, looking out into the world, all that's going on. Another company has seemingly fallen, you know, all that's going on in politics. And so how do you explain um, to someone why do we care? Yeah, that's a great one that's listening. Like, what is all this? Why y'all up in our yes. in, a, in a tizzy? Yeah, and you know, it's it's hard to explain. But would you would you kind of? Yeah, and in and in essence, um, I'm I'm if they do two more articles like the two I've seen this week, I'm gonna have to start calling them irrelevant magazine. <laughs> oh my but, goodness, um, man, it's, it's bad. It's oh, bad out there. Wow. Okay. But um, anyways, they basically wrote a couple more articles, shrugging it off, like who cares? This doesn't matter. I like see. Get, really? Like it. You know, Interesting. Who, where okay. where in the Bible did Jesus say, you know, go therefore and make chicken chains that stand for Christian wow. Christian rightism and okay. conservatism? We're supposed to go and make disciples. You know, so there's there's a kind of view out there, and you know, a, a much better question. And we ha- we had a great response from one of our um, listeners, and I you know we'll keep them anonymous here because I didn't get their permission to use their name or anything, but. They wrote in to, to our email, which we encourage anybody yeah. to do, Please man. Do. Like We love Please getting the response, whether you agree or disagree, because again, even disagreements can help you clarify the issue, and that's what we're looking yeah. for here is clarity, so we can pray into it and, th- and think through it um, with precision. And, um, you know, we don't, obviously we don't get everything right too. So you might point out something we've missed. This person wrote in and they, they were really appreciative for the podcast, but they laid out some stuff where they thought, you know, they had a different perspective on just this issue that you're asking about Nerva. Like, why does this really matter? And I don't know, can you maybe, maybe read through that email, Stephen? do you have it there? Yeah. I mean, I think the part where he's actually asking the question, why are Christians so upset about this? Uh, why? We so exercise that a corporation has taken a view in opposition to a Christian perspective 
even a supposedly Christian corporation. You know, are Christians in Europe where Christianity is an afterthought? You know, do they care what corporations are supporting Christian positions? And he goes on to say, you know, we could all be praying more, reading the word more, uh, but the freedom we've enjoyed has softened the Christian community. This is the, mm, the listener saying. It's almost as though we are angry because a corporation which was taking most of the flack for our positions has abandoned the battle, leaving one less cushion between us and them. It's a Christian version of the poem, First They Came, which I'm not familiar with that poem. I'm not sure. Yeah, it's famous, but it's been especially going around on social media, and it's got a whole list of things. And basically, the idea is, you know, another group was being attacked, and I didn't say nothing. And so this group um, was being attacked, I didn't say nothing right. because I'm not, you know, the like Australians were being attacked, and because I'm not Australian, I didn't say anything. Mm. And, uh, socialists were being attacked, and I'm not a socialist, so I didn't say anything. And basically, it gets to the end, and Christians were attacked, and nobody was there to say anything for me. You know that. Kind I of got idea. you. Okay. But yeah, the, the crux of the whole email is, you know, why why is this a big deal? Why should we care? He uses the word kerfuffle. I love the word. Yes. Thank points you for, for kerfuffle. Thank you. Points for kerfuffle. If you use kerfuffle in your email, there's a 90% chance you'll get on the show. Is that yes. Exactly. We'll read your email. Yay, maybe even 91. Hey. So yeah, I, I actually thought, I, I thought it was a thoughtful yeah. question. It is a natural thing because like I remember before getting into the culture wars myself, it can be really off-putting. And you think, man, like it feels like one of those church fights that when you come into it, sometimes from the outside, you're like, who, who would want to be a part of this mess? Right. Like these guys are like about to go to blows because the color of the carpet, you know right, what I'm saying? Sure. And that's how even these culture wars can feel sometimes. Sure. It's like, what do you, what do you mean, man? Like people are giving their lives overseas for this and right. you're, you're upset because a, a chicken company decided to give millions of dollars to another company. Like who cares, you know? Right. So basically the, and I know you guys had some thoughts too. Did y'all want to weigh in on that before I give my email response? I was just going to say, you know, one, their corporate policy that's on their website, like I said before, explicitly talking about God and being a good steward of what they've been given. And I jokingly say with great power comes with great responsibility, but it almost seems that since 2012, when Dan Cathy made that statement, whether he regrets it or not, even though they've been attacked by LGBT activists, they have prospered financially. And it would seem like they are given, much has been given. And I feel like there should be some kind of, I don't know, acknowledgement of that. And hopefully because acknowledgement that I, that's God doing that, you know, and maybe they won't acknowledge that. But anyway, but aside from that, there's that Billy Graham quote that we talk about often, which courage is contagious. And when a brave man takes a stand, the spines mm. of others are also often stiffened. And this is a situation where, again, there's not many Christian organizations that achieve that level of success financially and notoriety mm. while still holding to Christian values. Yeah. And, you know, if you look at you know, top 500, Forbes 500 companies in America, like Chick-fil-A is probably one of the few Christian organizations, if not the only one on there. And it's, I think most of all, it's just sad, you know, whether we're up in arms about it or boycotting all that kind of stuff, whatever. But I think it's just, for me, sad to see an organization like this make these choices now Mm. after being blessed for seven years, being the number three fast food chain in America. Mm to be making these changes seemingly sure. just for a business financial perspective That's it. Mm. and just to appease a group of people that, that are calling Christians. Yeah. What's that? That will never be appeased. That but. will never be appeased. And like, again, SPLC that calls Christian groups, hate groups yeah. just for holding to those values. And it just mm. seems like a, it's a sad capitulation. Mm. And sure. so like, does it affect my Christian walk? No, it doesn't affect how and who I stand. And no, like we're not, as much in the line of fire as Chick-fil-A, for sure. But yeah. we also like would st- stand by them as they have been in the 
Mm-hmm. You know, like, like and we we wrote that article. We went hard in the paint on that article. <laughs> yeah. So. Good. Yeah. Anyway, so that's just my my general feeling about it. You oh yeah, echo all final, that. Final statements. Left. No, I just you know I've I've always kind of championed and taken note of all things Christian in the marketplace that's doing well and representing well. And Chick Fil A was one of those for me. Reading about Dan Cathy and and you know walking into a Chick Fil A is such a great experience. And I and I can't help but believe. Christian principles kind of sewed into that, you know, the environment, the treating people with respect and dignity and good service and all of that. There's so much representation of the opposite. <laughs> so they were like a beacon of light. And to find that they are, you know, a Christian organization, I just I just champion that. And then when a, a Christian company seemingly falls, I take note of that as well. Mm. So I won't rest <clears throat> my whole foundation on it, but I do take note as I would in education, as I would in government. You just take note. Is the kingdom of God advancing how and where and when? And is it is how is the enemy as well moving in the marketplace? So you just take notice of things and you 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 glean, you learn and you see you pray. You could care or you could care not. But, you know, I, I think of um, the analogy like the Romans who were just on top of the world and they run into the arena while the barbarians are coming. And mm. then next, you know, Rome fell. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> you know, if Chick-fil-A falls, um, we pray not that, you know, you we can affect change. You know, we supported them and gave them 12 percent of that their sales that one year so Christians come together and support we can affect change and so but first we have to take note of what changes to make and where to come together and where to support and this was worthy of thought for me to at least process yeah and just last thought for me you know it goes back to when we talked about Drew Brees is again who has an opportunity to make a stand and survive Mm. you know because there are some like a small business in a local town probably could not survive LGBT activists coming oh, after yeah. them from a financial perspective. For like sure. they, they would be out of business. <clears throat> and again, like Drew Brees, who might be okay financially, even if he takes a hit, Chick-fil-A is one of those organizations, organizations that have been taking the hits and still succeeding. And so it seemed like if they were to continue donating to Salvation Army and whoever else and still taking the stand that they would keep succeeding. You know, we've heard of uh, people that, will use Christian principles in business and gain from it. Sure. And they then come to realize that there's something to this. Sure. The only other thing that I find interesting is Chick-fil-A donated to the Southern Poverty Law Center in 2017. Yeah. That's two years ago. Yeah. And they've still been getting hit by the LGBT activists since then. Ooh. Right. For the two years. And if donating to that organization has not changed the dialogue in the last two years, I wonder why they think. Yeah. Changed these changes now will appease. And like we've been saying the last two episodes, like nothing is going to appease the activists. And so if they already donate to organizations like this and there's been no change, like why stop now? Like like why change your whole course of organizations donations now when it seemingly hasn't made a difference in the past? Sure. There's a reason why. No, that's a good question. Although I I guess they could say we haven't changed our whole, we just got rid of the KKK. In in essence, like seriously, like yeah, they got rid of the trouble spots, but it's not yeah. gonna be enough. You're right. right. You're totally right. And I think it raises the bigger question that probably we're gonna have to like discuss this in our churches going going forward as this stuff increases in our culture. How do we do Christian businessmen, Christian businesswomen, right. Christian educators? Like so what good. what we have to craft 
like a deep theology of vocation before Ooh, you get there. Because yeah. maybe, maybe, maybe Dan's like, if, if he views it like that, like he has his own and the business separate, like, you know, let's put that out there on the table and wrestle through that theologically. Um, I, I think in the future, there's, there's a book I just recently read. Um, and the guy discusses the different ways that people reacted to governmental oppression in the Bible and how some of them, it was like a straightforward attack. Some of them was like, you know, for instance, the, when Pharaoh called for the killing of the babies and the midwives actually kind of lied and hit them. And, you know, there's, but thinking through those different options and what the best approach is and, and how you do that, I think there's, there's probably room for, um, disagreement and you know yeah. th- there's there's probably some non-essential things we can um but but i think you guys pretty much nailed it on the head what made this difficult and why it's important now is it is it ultimate no i mean it's yeah. not ultimate yeah. and that's that's basically how that, yeah. that's how i opened it up i said i think it's a good reminder that ultimately everyone falls short of the glory of god mm. the only one we can completely depend on to do the right thing in all circumstances is, is of course, God. Even our greatest heroes and champions, along with their organizations, are deeply flawed and sometimes sin greatly. And I'm reminded through this that we must ultimately place our trust in God come what may. But I said, having said that, I think the reasons we talked about in the last episode John Stone Street gave for why he was sad, which is just what you said, Stephen, those reasons are still noteworthy. If they did in fact cave, which seems highly plausible at this point, it will embolden the LGBT activists even more. They took this as a huge victory and a prize scalp. Right. And in capitulating, they threw Salvation Army, FCA, and every other organization that holds to biblical marriage under the bus by, in essence, agreeing with the SPLC that these are hate groups. Mm. Mm. This will have a massive impact in the culture wars. And the truth is we are in a culture war, whether we want to be or not, there is no neutral ground in the same way that Christian abolitionists were involved in a culture war during the time of slavery. Mm. You can't opt out. Mm. LGBT activists are infiltrating every area of society, brainwashing children to their destruction. Mm. And the church is one of the last safeguards in place to protect these little ones. And this this goes to both of y'all's points. Chick-fil-A was in a great position to lead the charge in standing against the bullies. Yet for some inexplicable reason, they surrendered. And apparently they started surrendering much earlier than we thought. Mm-hmm. And while not ultimate, it matters a great deal. And oddly enough, and this is this part I wanted to point out uh, to answer your questions about Europe's perspective on things like this. There are actually some notable leaders from Europe and the UK who are equally outraged because they understand the importance of this and the ideological struggle that we're involved in. Mm-hmm. And as for for um, because the the email writer had said, you know, why are we upset about them not doing this about Christian positions? But I said it's not actually about quote unquote Christian positions but it is about something much more fundamental. It is about the nature of human beings and the basic structure of family mm. is that basic unit of society that God has designed. Mm. That's why even the British writer who is himself gay and not a Christian named Douglas Murray wrote the book on the importance of understanding and standing up against this ideology and activism called The Madness of Crowds. Mm. Um, and it's actually a really good book if if you get the chance to check it out. But I said also one of the most stinging criticisms came from Dennis Prager, who is a Jewish non-Christian. And uh, one more note, when Nerv and I went to Africa, 
we were kind of surprised that many of them were at, that we would talk to that were actually praying for our politics and culture wars over here because they understood how much influence America has on the entire globe for better or for worse. And the last thing I wanted to point out was while this person was correct that many American Christians are soft and weak in their walk, and we all struggle with that, like, you, like they said at times, the main people that are outraged at Chick-fil-A are not among that group. Just the opposite, the ones who feel most betrayed are typically the ones who are on the front lines taking a pounding daily mm. because they are standing strong on biblical principles in the face of cultural pressures to capitulate. They are the ones who have publicly stuck their necks out for Chick-fil-A when they have been called a hate organization. People like Mike Huckabee, Eric Metaxas, John Zmirak, Tony Perkins, Michael Brown, and so many more. This is the group that is most outraged, and I have to say... I think they have a point. Ironically, the quote unquote soft folks are the ones kind of shrugging their shoulders and saying, who cares? No big deal. This is not ultimate. And even if we lose the culture war and America completely walks away from the good original principles and its better angels, we must stand and trust God's sovereignty. Yet the board of Chick-fil-A is morally culpable here. Hmm. And they probably do deserve a little righteous indignation and maybe some loss of sales. Jeez. You know, and I, and I, and again, I think, man, such a missed opportunity is how I feel. That's why I think we all feel like I don't think any of us were outraged, and we're not yeah. calling, we're not grabbing the pitchforks, we're not necessarily calling or even going into the boycott. But it feels like a blow, it and it's sad. a blow that matters. Yeah, it's a blow that matters. You know, I have the opportunity to, to preach this weekend, and one of the scriptures I'll be talking about is Daniel. Mm-hmm. When Daniel's in Babylon. Bro, he boycott because, you know, the king says, eat this food. Yeah. He says, no, we won't. You know, we will abstain from that and see that we will even be stronger Mm. than your men, even though we're not eating this meat that you're serving. And it's just one of those things where, you know, they're in the middle of Babylon, this city full of wickedness and all this, and they're trying to stand for it. And that's what it feels like we lost with Chick-fil-A capitulate, you know, Mm. that they were. Yeah, but and I think in a in a merciful way, God was kind of exposing that we really hadn't lost. <laughs> if they had been giving all this time, it was a yeah, false sense sure. of it was, hope. What yeah. we lost was our picture. Yes, ah, was our false yeah, sense of um. Here's a big giant standing mm. in the marketplace on our behalf mm. of Christianity. But you know, I, I think it's we'll see how this all turns out. We'll Let's see. see it what may happens. actually they may actually sure. still have the chance to become the hero that we thought they were for the past 7 yeah, years. Yeah, and even more yeah. and fortified even more so. than prior, you know, with with the right kind of leadership and what we hope <laughs> yeah, in an man. organization like Chick-fil-A that's closed on Sunday. <laughs> Don't Chick-fil-A. video by the way. <laughs> So I got one yeah. question before we jump off here for Brother Robles. Um, this weekend when you preach, are you going to please man or please God, Uh-oh, brother? Well, come on, somebody. Um, you need to choose this day. <laughs> I'm going to try to do it. Reading that scripture. <laughs> so we'll That's see. awesome. Well, anyway, we'd love to hear from your feedback. Thanks for the feedback we got this week on last episode. But you can email us, podcast at freemind.fm. That's where we got feedback this last week. You can comment on the Instagram when it goes up, at freemind.fm on Instagram and Twitter. Our Facebook page is Free Mind Podcast FM. And of course, you can support the show. We'd really appreciate that. Patreon.com slash FM. And finally, give us a five-star rating in that Apple Podcasts. And you can go to iTunes on a Windows computer. And uh, the, giving us five stars and a comment there helps us be discovered by even more people searching for this kind of content. So thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Have yourself 
A merry little Christmas. Merry little Christmas.